So if you could be here around nine, that would be great. Okay. Well, listen here. Hello, and welcome to 90 Day Fiance MK. I'm Mr. O, and today, Miss H and I will be discussing Season 5, Episode 13 of Before the 90 Days. In this episode, Benjamin's war and peace-length texts go unanswered, Usman chooses safe flight over coming correct, Jimena knows exactly how to keep Mike from leaving, Ella gets some of that physical touch she wanted so badly, Jasmine is having second thoughts about forgiving Gino, and now it's Memphis's turn to want to delay the wedding. As always, we'll end with our Students of the Week, Class Dances, and Life Lessons. If you like what you hear, please leave us a 5-star rating and subscribe. And if you're also watching Love Our Laughter Lockup, we're covering that on our other podcast, Love After Lockup, okay. All right, stay safe, thanks for listening, and enjoy. Hello, Miss Rowe. Hello, Miss H. How are you today? I'm whew, tired, not as tired as you, but you know, it's that oh, why I'm so tired. time of year. It's that daylight savings time. At daylight savings and the weird weather, it was like snowed on Saturday and it's 70 tomorrow. It just, uh, it's all over the place. I can't adjust. Yeah. And daylight savings, like everybody always, you know, sings the praises of it. Woo, woo, more light. And then I realized when I got up this morning and I was like, wait, it's still dark outside. This sucks. <laughs> I like it. I yeah. want to be, I want to have actually more light. Yeah. I, I was on board with it until I realized, oh, wait, no, now I have to go to work in the dark. Ugh. Oh, see, I have to drive home in the dark usually, so I like that I get to drive home in the light. Yeah, you know, it was a little bit of both, but yeah. we got a little bit of both of these couples, too. <laughs> right, and I was going to say, we had some couples that were all over the place. Yeah, dark everywhere, too. Lots of darkness. Oh, God, I know, right? <laughs> all right, so let me start. I'll start, with, uh, I'll start with Gino and Jasmine. So after Gino got Jasmine's blessing, or Jasmine's mom's blessing for the wedding, Jasmine seemed a little upset, and she asked for some space, and she heads for the hotel gym. We then see Gino immediately violating this space and showing up at the gym, being like, yeah, you working on arms? You you working on your back? Yeah. Stupid. Uh-huh. So Jasmine just is like, pretty straightforward, like, why are you here? This is weird. She tells him that she's feeling some, she tells us at least, that she's feeling some kind of way about the texts and the pics from before, especially now that she's gotten a, f- a message from a fake account that is threatening to post her boobs all over the internet. She's trying to mentally prepare for these pics to follow her on the internet basically forever. And Gino's response is, you know, I just, I don't, I don't think you have to worry about that. Oh, which is hate him. not the right answer because no. instead of being empathetic, apologetic, and supportive. He's just minimizing things. So he says he knows his ex really well. She wants to create drama, but it's all just empty threats. So Jasmine runs through all the things that can happen if those pics end up getting out. Like, not least of all, she'll get fired from her teacher job. So it's really not all that reassuring for him to just be like, eh, don't worry. He does say, though, that if she she does lose his job, she can support her. Well, Maybe for a little while until you just you know get a different job. So again, not giving us the wrong answer, the right answers here. Uh, it's really not just the money that worries her because it's more money than he can afford to pay anyway. But also, it's that it's taking you know taking her away for she's worked her whole life for this career and now it's going to get taken away. So all he can do is make dumb faces and twitch his feet, which he does the entire time. He just twitches his feet like throughout. So now Gino is sitting outside the pool, not knowing what to do. So he sees her 
napping in the Panama hat at a cafe. She's like sleeping at the table, which is a little weird. Um, and just wakes her up to talk or walk or whatever. Um, now, this whole new wrinkle that came up makes Jasmine realize that she's not really over what he did. She's still pretty mad at him. And she says she looks and feels like shit. But again, well, you look fine to me and maybe we'll get your eyelashes done. Again, Ugh. not helping. Because Stupid. one of the issues, one of her issues is that he is a sugar daddy and she and treating her like a sugar baby. So offering her to buy to buy her stuff, not really the move. So she just sits there and calmly rattles off of these things that bother him. And he's just like, oh, OK. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, OK. Until she asks to see his email, which gives him immediately gives him like a thousand yard stare. And he just like has a real big swallow. So she he hands her the phone and she starts scrolling through until she finds something that de- demands an explanation. And what that something is, is a 2014 trip to Legoland. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that um, he took with his ex. She's pissed because she thought he he told her about all the trips he went on with his ex. And to her, this is just another lie. But he's like, this was six years ago and I can't remember anything. So he gets up, knocks over a chair and walks away. Then he kind of sits staring out into the mountains and tells the camera that he has nothing else to say to her and stares into the landscape in the distance. All right. So <laughs> stupid. which one of these numerous, numerous exact wrong answers was the wrongest wrong answer of all the wrong answers oh my gosh the part where he was like oh you don't have anything to worry about she's not gonna you know uh follow through on it because it's like he's not the one who's risking anything so yeah it's easy and safe for him to say that because it's not like it's his as he would put it partially nude photos out there and he's not the one who's potentially going to lose his job and he's not the one who has all these things and so to Mm -hmm. him it's just like no big deal Uh, yeah i can i can guess that she's not going to do that and i would be betting but it's like yeah but you have nothing to lose and so that definitely pissed me off i agree with you that he was minimizing the situation and it's just like yes he needed to show more empathy he needed to be like begging for forgiveness because she had the exact same reaction that I did. It was his lack of reaction or Mm -hmm. just his poor reaction. That is what's making her the most upset. Cause it's like to her, this is like important. This is life changing in a negative way. And he just doesn't seem to care that it's going to ruin her life. Yeah. I mean, it definitely, (laughs) What I thought of was actually, of all things, in the movie Shrek at the beginning, when, you know, the King Lord Farquaad or whatever is like, some of you may die, but that's a sacrifice that I am willing to make. <laughs> like, like, yes. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, that's what he pulled. But I guess he just does this thing that infuriates me. And I think it just infuriates everybody who watches him is he doesn't know what to respond. So he just sits there and makes a dumb face that is dumb and also just makes it look like he doesn't care about anything about what you're saying. He just kind of right. goes, oh, 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 well, oh, 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 oh okay. Uh-huh. Oh, 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 oh. And just like does that and like yeah. just makes these big eyes and just looks off in the distance. And it's like, this is not helping. This is just infuriating me more. 
Yeah, because I was going to say, he shows a little bit more remorse in the interviews. Like, oh, I'm so, you know, I'm so sorry. Like, I wish I had never done this. I would never do this again. But then he says things like, oh, it's just such a stupid mistake. And the way he says stupid mistake, it's almost like he's still trivializing it. Like, oh, everything would be fine if I, you know, like just this dumb little mistake that I made. You know, it's right, just like, right. He's, he keeps saying he keeps going to this thing like I did one thing wrong. I only yeah. did one thing wrong. It was a big thing. I'll give you that. But it was only one thing. Right. And so he thinks it shouldn't count anymore or something. Yeah. But I don't know. He just he and you're right. He does seem when he's taken off guard, like when Jasmine's talking to him, mm-hmm. he just seems scared. Like, oh, my God, stop being mad. Stop being mad. Stop being mad. Stop being mad. Oh, no. Uh, can I buy you something? Uh, I don't know. Because that was like weird, too, was mm-hmm. his like. He does that thing that's kind of a kid thing of being like, I feel like we should have a conversation, but I don't know how to start it or what to say. Maybe I'll ask her if she needs her nails done. And I'll just stare at her awkwardly while she works out and I just yeah. am in oh silence. That was so – and it's the second time he's done that Yes, to her. I thought at first. I was like, are they recycling scenes? I swear we saw this exact same thing before. Yeah. who? I mean, it's not even like the move where – you know, the, the the creep move where you kind of use the treadmill that's close to the other person. And like, again, that's like a middle school level creep move, right? It's like, oh, no, I just happen to be using this same. Oh, oh, look, you're here. How about that? He just came in to watch her and was like, so are you uh doing arms? Yeah. Yeah. She's like, right? leave me alone. It was so sad. Like, I think about the trajectory of what we have seen from the very beginning. You know, this fiery Mm -hmm. person who was very easy to villainize because she just seemed so unreasonable and, you know, would almost pick fights over these most ridiculous things. And she just had this, like, fiery passion that she was not exactly channeling in the most positive ways. Right, right. you go from that to she just seems so defeated now. She just seems so sad. She just seems like she's given up on life. You know, like it's just this huge sense of sadness and it just made me feel so bad for her. Yeah, whatever it is that happened to her in the past was bad because it Mm -hmm. seems like it broke her. Right? Yeah. Now, that all said, being upset about Legoland in 2014 <laughs> is pretty yeah. unreasonable. No, it definitely was. And it was interesting because she made it seem like, oh, I'm so tech savvy, like blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, I'm good, Gino. You're not going to hide it from me. Yeah. Yeah. I I feel like Gino, he's kind of a sketchy person. So I think the obvious moves would be to not only delete the you know questionable emails from your inbox but you also got to check the sent mail right that's the one people always forget so you know but i think gino i think he's figured that out and so i'm not surprised that she didn't find anything at all you know and that and that's definitely grasping she was grasping oh yeah for real something well, I remember, man, what was it that – remember that general there was a while ago? He he got in trouble for having an affair and stuff and he was real slick. They made a burner email mm-hmm. and both just individually logged into it and left everything in drafts. So no email actually got sent to anybody. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I mean, yeah. he got caught cheating but like – and got fired from being a general and everything. But, you know, those things happen. 
I think he was a I forget what his name was, but he was a sec- he was a cabinet secretary and everything. Under yeah, Obama. it's sounding familiar to me. But yeah, yeah. Email specifically, it's like, well, is that the preferred form of communication? Maybe in 2016 it was. Oh, yeah. Or 2014. It was even longer. Yeah, because it was like that. It, 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 especially because, like she said, you told me you only went to I don't know, one place in Disney. Right. And I was like, well. If it was Legoland, Florida, that would have been part of the Disney trip, right? Like, yeah. do you, or do you think he just went out? That's weird to out too. Like, what grown person goes with their girlfriend? If, I mean, imagine it's the other Legoland to California so they can go to Legoland. <laughs> uh, unless they have children somehow That's involved. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but I don't I think don't they know. did. He doesn't have any kids. We know he doesn't. So, yeah, right. I'm like, this is not really a grown-up thing. Okay. Yeah. Who knows? But just these people throw it on the yeah. list of couples that should just not be together. They should just no, no, absolutely not. There's no yeah. reason they should be together. But at nope. this point, I almost wonder a little bit if she is just, you know, kind of going along because she's afraid he's going to do more with these nudes. Oh, yeah. Geez. I mean, he has them and we already know he messed them up and. If she's worried. And and we also know he likes getting back at exes. That's yeah. a big thing he likes. So, right. yeah, that is true. That's that's an interesting point. Um, but you said that, like, the throw it on the pile of couples that shouldn't be getting to bed together. I believe that's all of the couples this season. <laughs> I don't think there's literally any couple that should still be a couple. Well, let's talk about the couple that still is a couple. Uh, Memphis and Hamza. So, Hyatt, Hamza's mom, has prepared breakfast for Hamza in Memphis. At breakfast, Hamza tells Memphis that Hyatt wants to talk to her with a translator, which kind of scares Memphis because she thinks that Hyatt is judging her for being married before and having sex before marriage with Hamza. Memphis and Hamza are supposed to get married in two days, and Memphis is scared that Hyatt will reject or will object. The dramatic translator, Hamadi, is back. First, Hyatt expresses concerns about Memphis's ex-husband not accepting Hamza as a stepdad and potentially causing problems for him. Memphis says her ex is happy she's moving on, and he'll only care that Hamza is treating the children well. Hyatt's second concern is this big secret of something that has happened in Memphis's past, and she kind of wants to know more about it. Memphis tells her that she was homeless and she's had trauma. Hyatt is concerned that her trauma is going to affect her relationship with Hamza because she gets angry at him pretty easily. Okay, not to prove her point or anything, Memphis gets irritated and then starts to get a bit aggressive, saying she's worked hard to be a nurse practitioner without all the support that Hamza's had in her life, in his life. Hyatt agrees that Memphis is a strong woman and she thinks that Hamza will give uh, her a good life too. Memphis starts crying when she tries to reassure Hyatt that she loves Hamza and will not hurt him. Hyatt just wants her son to be happy, and the two of them hug. Hyatt says Memphis will be like a daughter to her. Memphis says she wants to be part of this family, and Hyatt and Memphis walk out of the restaurant, arms around each other. Next up, they meet with Rowia, uh, Hamza's sister, to go wedding dress shopping. Memphis is willing to wear a traditional Tunisian dress, but she worries it won't look flattering. Memphis models a few outfits, including one that has pants with a crotch by her knees, making it too difficult for her to walk. So she kind of has to walk without knees side to side. Mm -hmm. Uh, Memphis finally finds one that fits, and she says it's comfortable. 
Next stop is to handle the prenup. So Memphis video chats with a family lawyer back in Michigan to discuss a prenup. After telling the lawyer she's looking to get married in two days, the lawyer says, whoa, that's a little too fast. Under Michigan law, Hamza needs to be able to consult with an attorney attorney before signing the prenup. He suggests that pushing the wedding would be a better option than doing a postnuptial, since postnuptials are harder to enforce. Memphis thinks delaying the wedding would jeopardize their relationship, but having a postnup would potentially take away from her children. Back at the house, Memphis is packing and acting distant while Hamza is confused. All right. I, okay. So Memphis, even after Hyatt, like, you know, is concerned that she tends to get angry very easily. What happens? Memphis gets angry, but then she Mm -hmm. cries. So then for some reason that seems to cancel it out. If that were a situation for you, what version do you believe? Uh, I never believe crying. Crying actually doesn't, it has the opposite effect of me. It's, I'm always like, no, crying, stop your crying. No, no. I just get more irritated when people cry. So I am opposite of these people, but I just think, I think it's a cultural thing. Mm. I just think they, they're in a culture that is so like, no, you don't cry. No, you don't show those emotions that when somebody does, they're like, holy crap, it must be terrible. It must be the Mm -hmm. worst thing that ever happened to anybody. Right. Yeah. As soon as somebody as soon as she starts crying, both of them are like, oh, my God. Right. Oh, my yeah. God. Like it must have been the worst. Whereas like I know a lot of Americans meant the wrong commercial comes on and we cry, man. That's like, me. <laughs> <laughs> you get a commercial. I'm just like, oh, my gosh, they're so happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like and, and, and so. Oh, for me, it's Pixar movies, like put basically any Pixar movie on it. It's like I'm going to get, get crying at some point. Right. Yeah. And so, like, I can see where they're coming with that because she's clearly hiding something from the show that she doesn't want to be in public. Yes, like definitely. And, and it's pretty obvious the way she's hinting around, like, there was, like, a lot of trauma, but I don't want to talk about it. Or I'm going to take my microphone off and talk about it. Right. Because clearly he needed to know, but she did, still didn't want us to know. Yeah. And then she makes up some weird decoy story, which I'm not sold on because it's like, why would you go to all that trouble? And then literally two seconds later, have a story ready to tell us. It's like, no, that's a decoy story. Like, sure, sure. I'm I'm sure you were upset about that, but there's also something else. And I don't I think that's part of it. I think she I think part of it is when they ask the questions and part of the reason she gets angry is because she's like, I feel like you're trying to force me to talk about this thing that I do not want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's 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 frustrating me and angering me. But she can't say it like that because they're on the show. It's a whole like thing. So she can just cry. And then everything is everything's golden. Yeah. <laughs> everything's Someone who has a deep, dark secret or something that doesn't want to come out should probably not be on these shows because the yeah. fandom is freaking crazy. They're like very good at sleuthing like the stuff comes out, yeah. like even if production doesn't find it out. If your name was on a court document, somebody's going to find it eventually. Right. Like anything, you know, people mm -hmm. like that be crazy. So I don't understand if it was that secretive, why she would ever put herself in a position where she's in the public eye like it is, especially with rabid kind of uh, persistent uh, sleuthy fans like this show has. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Very persistent. There's a mm-hmm. whole other podcast and stuff just about people like, we're going to dig up everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. All right. 
So moving on to, oh, geez, more garbage. Let's, let's go with Ella. So we recall that Ella has tried to make Johnny's decision to come to Dubai easier by buying a ticket to meet him there. And now she's calling to see if he's finally made his decision. She asks and he stutters over his words for a while before saying that although she is important to him, he just can't risk leaving the country during COVID and going through that long quarantine and wants to postpone. And he has an idea. He thinks it'll be okay if he says we'll postpone until February, which is like seven months away. Johnny says that he has he was moved that Ella was willing to go to Dubai and meet him. But again, the quarantine just too long. So he's really trying to be like, I give you a date. It's February. I don't I'm not faking on it. It's not like forever in the future. It's February. It's February. It's February. But Ella doesn't want to have to keep waiting. She especially doesn't want to have to wait around for physical attention. So she already had sex with somebody else. Ah, such a garbage uh, person. Oh, yeah. She says, I didn't mean for it to happen, but it did. We just like he came over to comfort me and like, you know, he cuddled and I really need physical touch as she cuts with the ears. But anyway, she rationalizes herself by saying her insecurities have her always craving male physical attention, which doesn't really isn't much of a justification. And it's been difficult to be alone, but, you know, admits that it was very, very wrong. Johnny says that it's hard to hear and it's something he didn't really want to know, but he's not mad because it's complicated. He tells us us in an interview that he was in shock at the time and he understands that how she was feeling because, you know, he wasn't keeping up his end of the deal. So he still wants to shoot for February to try to fix things, but Ella doesn't know where they stand right now. So then she searches for her next weapon because, I don't know, it didn't go the way he wanted it to go. So she just starts crying. She's like, I know you don't like to see me cry, but anyway, he really tries to convince her that he'll be there in February, but she just doesn't trust it. And But she does start to feel a little bit better once he promises her a big fat ring. So once she hangs up again, she tells us, he didn't say he was upset, but I could tell he was upset. She cried the whole time. This is me making the crying voice. Um, All right. So my question as we end this one, if Johnny had said he was coming to Dubai. Oh, she would not have told told him him? at all. (laughs) No, that's exactly why I think this is a garbage situation, right? Uh Because I I thought the exact same thing. I was just like, she would have led with it instead of asking. Yeah, that's a good point. But she didn't. Good point. She asked him first if he was going, and then after his response, that's when she said it. So mm-hmm. I don't think she had any intention of telling him if, you know, he actually was going to meet up with her in Dubai, which is why I think she's a garbage person. It's like, I get that you have insecurities, but to treat people like, you know, like selfishly and to not be committed to them when you're saying you're committed to them, that's not fair to anyone. I mean, and yeah, and I, I don't, I'm sure she's had a tough time in light. In, in life because of her size. Mm-hmm. But like if you really boil down what her excuses are, it's I'm fat, so I should get to have sex when it's available. <laughs> right? <laughs> I feel like that's a lot of male mentality except for replace the it's fat by I just don't get it whenever I want. <laughs> right. And so it, it, it just like yeah, because I just crave physical attention. It's like, well, yeah, like people do. And if you don't 
want that and you do need that and you need that more than you need your guy you're trying to work it out with, then you break up with them and you get the physical attention you want. Like it's, you, it's having it both ways that like really bothers me about it. And like, you're right. I mean, I, I, cause I was wondering, did she do it just because she felt like, cause I, I don't know. Did she do it just to like, oh, you upset me. So I know I have something in my back pocket that I can tell you that's going to upset you. I don't think she did it to upset him. What I really think she did it to do was to just cultivate other opportunities as backup. She's just trying to have something in case this thing's falling apart because in her mind already, she feels like Johnny is one foot out the door. So if he's one foot out the door, whether or not he actually feels that way, she's going to be prepared. Yeah. I mean, I guess I didn't mean did she sleep with somebody else to make to upset him as much as did she tell him she slept with somebody else? Like, did she weaponize that? Like, that's opportunity. Like, I'm going to get him when I can get him. Yeah, I don't think she did that either. I think it's that she felt really guilty about it. I mean, why else is she crying, right? Like, she just feels guilty about it. And so it's kind of like, well, if things aren't going to work out, I still have to you know, make sure this other option is still available. So if you're not going to be free, I'm almost like asking your permission to, you know, pursue this other opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I just I just feel like that the way the conversation went, I, it was just yeah. I just I, I, I feel like she was running through her arsenal of things to make him as upset as she was. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think she was trying to guilt trip him. Yeah, yeah. And I, so I think because we know that that was my theory, too, is that if if he would have said yes, then the thing would have been like, well, I have something I need to tell him, but I'm afraid if I tell him he won't come to Dubai. Yeah. Mm. Right. And so that would have been that would have been the move. But like, I just think he wasn't getting as upset. It's like I, I definitely think she wants him to do one of two things, either fully commit and come to Dubai or fully commit and break up with me. Oh, she's just being a brat. She just wants to see him. <laughs> That's what I think, you know, because, I mean, he's willing to even say like, oh, I'll I'll bring a ring, you know, mm-hmm. I'll propose. To me, it's like, how much more committed can you possibly get given the distance? Uh, for her, it's like, no, committing commi- – that's, that's, the, that's the commitment part that she's meet- meeting is – because I feel like she's she's in a position and I don't – I think she's wrong because she just doesn't seem to understand that COVID actually messed up some people's timelines and yeah. plans and yeah. like that's the way it is, is he's been promising to come see her and promising to get her a ring for a long time. And she's like, yeah. you either put up or shut up. You either actually do it and stop talking about it because I don't. Because she basically did that. He's like, oh, I'm going to come see you in February. And she's like, I don't believe you. Well, she shouldn't believe him. I mean, like, we have the power of hindsight, right? Mm-hmm. February, that's like Omicron, sir. She's not <laughs> right. coming over. <laughs> He's not coming. Yeah, especially because I would hit December. I was like, are you coming in February? And it's like, the, uh, yeah, the Omicron yeah. surge is coming. So, yeah, Probably that's not. true. Yeah, I'm going to go out and venture a guess that they still have not met each other. So I don't. I can't figure out what what what's Johnny's game here. Like him immediately being like, oh, yeah, you cheated on me. That's all right. We can we can we can make bad work. We can move past that. Like not even really being up that upset well, about it. That's why I kind of feel like maybe Johnny's doing the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Because that makes sense, right? You're not going to get upset if you're doing the same thing yourself because it almost like absolves you from your wrongdoing, right? Two wrongs make a right. Oh, oh, you think I thought Johnny was just so committed to like this being like his transact. This is my way out. This is my ticket to the US. This is it. So I can't vote on it. Shoot that ticket. Do you think he's you think he's sleeping around, too? I don't. Well, yeah. I mean, or at least open to maybe he hasn't slept with anyone, but like spending time in the company of others. Yeah. Well, at least it does. It 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 does give him kind of a free pass yeah. at least once. Right. 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 Okay, uh, let's move on to Ben and Mahogany. So Ben and Mahogany are in Wakachina, and Mahogany is having hesitations because of Ben's answers about his personal life. Mahogany didn't like that Ben was blaming his ex-wife and his ex-fiance for the demise of their relationships. And Mahogany sees it as immature for Ben not taking any kind of responsibility. When they got back to their hotel, they had plans for breakfast the next day, but then Mahogany was bombarded by text messages uh, when they went to their separate rooms. Ben was saying that Mahogany's heart was hardened, and even though he would, uh, even though her heart was hardened, he would always love her, but this wasn't love. She didn't answer his text because she was uncomfortable and she didn't know uh, what to say. Wouldn't be. I know, right? <laughs> uh, especially because, as we saw, she literally scrolled through and there were pages and pages and pages of texts. And she was like, what is happening right now? But the next morning, she's surprised that her parents showed up. They came unexpectedly because they were worried about her and they just wanted to make sure she was okay. So they're all sitting, eating breakfast, waiting for Benjamin to join them. Mahogany believes they showed up to make sure that Ben and Mahogany were sleeping in separate rooms. Mahogany tells her parents that she likes Ben uh, and because he talks a lot about God. But there were some things that came out yesterday that now she has concerns about his past. Ben is in his room packing up his stuff. He's upset that he poured his heart out over text and he didn't get any response from Mahogany. His daily devotion that morning had said that there is no fear in love, which he takes as a sign from God. He decided not to go to breakfast, which he knows will harden her heart further, but he feels like whatever at this point. After a brief text exchange, Mahogany finds out that Benjamin is upset she never responded and he just isn't coming to breakfast. Mahogany tells Ben that her parents are actually there, so he then asks to speak to them privately. Mahogany thinks it's very weird, but her dad is willing to talk with him. Hmm. But as he says, he won't tolerate anything negative said about his daughter. All right. So... Ben is starting to do the whole distance thing. Do you think he's accepting defeat or is he just trying to reject her before she can reject him? Or is that that his next play? It was like, well, I tried the I tried the love bomb and that didn't work. So maybe yeah. now if I like pull back and be like, you are very hardened to me and it's distant and I will pull away and I won't need to. If he's trying to do that, I don't know what he's trying to do because the dude is nutso. Yeah. Like, He's just, I mean, everybody would be creeped out. He literally said, I don't understand. I sent her 10 pages of text and I got nothing back. And I was like, yeah, you're not getting anything back from anybody after 10 pages of text except for stop texting me. Right. Like that's the that's the best you're going to get from somebody after sending them 10 pages of my love for you grows stronger every day and you fear who I am and my intentions. I'm like, dude, stop. 
yeah. I'm going to block you. That's what the that's what the most likely response you're getting to that is. I think a life lesson here would be you're only really allowed two texts that hasn't no. been responded back okay. to. Yes, but <laughs> two depending on the length. If it's one that takes up a full screen, you don't get a second one. <laughs> okay. Like, that's yeah. it. You use them both up in one. You can't just send a super long text and then right, expect it back. Right. Because, yeah, because you're like, it can be like that because he has felt like I put more and more into it. And it's just like you kind of send the one text, you send the two texts, and then you're like, all right, she doesn't want to talk right now. Mm-hmm. Right? And you don't – when somebody doesn't want to talk about it right now, you don't like, well, I insist and I'm going to keep talking at you until you respond. I don't know. It's just – she has, and we've talked about this before, just a very different conception of what this relationship is. He's just some guy I was texting and he's like, you are my soulmate. And it's just, I feel like he just is too old and missed that lesson of the internet of like, dude, you cannot text people like this. It Everybody's going to think it's nuts. Um, and so... Yeah, maybe maybe it's too old. Maybe he didn't get his phone too late. Maybe he was wrapped up in the cult and they never said like, dude, chill with the text messages. I was going to say, this seems more of an email. Like, let's send this as an email. <laughs> if you're really going to do this. Yeah, I put my thoughts into a big, long email. And to be honest, I have done the e- the long email thing, but I've also composed a really long email that I never sent. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think he should know that the long text message exchange are going to be one-sided because isn't this how he wrote the train oh, disaster, yeah, the, train. the train wreck story, you right. know? And even then, it's like she didn't respond back to you then. This is clearly a pattern. Like, you're not reaching her by sending all these texts. These deep emo- – text is just not the place for deep emotional – like, it doesn't work. It's not – there's emoji and things involved. It's it's not good. But right. like the other thing that bothered me is just – and, you know, I don't want to get too many messages because I'm not, you know, exactly a, a theo- theologian. But I'm pretty sure he was vastly misunderstanding the Bible verse that he read in his devotions <laughs> <laughs> because I went and looked it up in context and it's more about like, oh, you shouldn't love God because you're afraid of being punished. You should love God because – Love, it's perfect love and it's without fear and he's the creator of all things, blah, 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 blah. Oh, he's that like, makes if you're, way more sense, right? Right? Yeah. <laughs> right? And that's when he says love has no fear. Not like you shouldn't be a little bit nervous around this super creepy old guy that just showed up in your country. Well, yeah, but I, I don't know. I think it's like one of those things where people just kind of want to hear what they want to hear and they're going to relate it in a way that like applies to their situation, even if that's not the intention. Yeah. I mean, I definitely hear people with their daily devotions kind of say similar things. It's amazing. This horoscope is exactly what happened. And it's like, yeah, because you like read it that way. (laughs) Yeah. You you, you massaged it that way. So it's like, oh, what, what couldn't it be any coincidence that my daily devotion was so apt? And it was like, I'm pretty sure. It could have said literally anything and you'd have been like, this is just like my situation now. Yeah, totally. I hear it. Yeah. All right. I did like the parents showing up, though. They were funny. I know. I'm I'm kind of excited to see this meeting because yeah. I liked that Mahogany's dad was just like, 
you better not talk shit on my right. girl. Well, I mean, that ain't happening. I, mean, I just liked he said it, but his face was also just said, what the hell does this guy think is going to happen? Does he I think know, I'm going right? to be like, you're right. My daughter is immature and she should date a man who's twice her age. He's going to be like, um, no, I'm going to take her side. You're, yeah. you're what is he going to convince him to go against his daughter? What, what? He's delusional. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no. Stupid. All right. So other stupid delusional people, Mike and Jimena. So we pick up from the cliffhanger from last week where Mike hopes that he and Jimena can still be friends and Jimena being like, wait, are you ending things? So she asks if he wants it. He asks if she wants it to be finished. And she says, no, she just wants her space to think things over. But he persists and do you want your and asks like, would you want your space with me here or with me in the States? So she tells him to stay and they hug. She just wants to have a relationship where Mike is around when she wants it, but also she can have her space. So as they leave, Nelsie calls on his phone to make sure that Jimena is not sucking him back in like she actually is. So she tells him that Jimena was being disrespectful because she called him like a slob and a pig and everything on the phone call before, on the uh, Zoom before. And Mike needs to get out of there ASAP. Like, don't even go back to her house. Go get a hotel. Just leave. It's done. She doesn't even like you. So Nelsie and then John is also like edging in on the screen too. insists that she only wants him around to find, um, you know, a, a, a solution where, you know, he'll continue to pay, pay for her stuff. <laughs> so Jimena is just upset that she's like, why are your friends getting involved? Um, then again, Jimena and Nelsie start arguing in Spanish and Mike can understand, but it's basically a repeat of his, what, what it was before. Now it's not okay for Jimena to be taking his money and treating him like shit. So Jimena asks Mike if, does she, do you feel like I'm treating you like shit? And Mike's just like, uh, I kind of feel like crap. (laughs) (laughs) So then she says, fine, go home, whatever. He squats, then he pops a squat on the sidewalk to think. And Jimena's like, what are you doing? So he tells Jimena that he might stay in a hotel, but she thinks he's a pushover and just listens to the last person that tells him to do anything. So she tells him to do something. (laughs) to come back here and be your own man and stay with me. So she promises to try better, but gives the world's biggest eye roll when he's like, can we sleep in the same bed? She's just like, (laughs) (laughs) so she agrees as long as he doesn't stare at her. Then they hug and kiss. That's hilarious. The next morning, the kids are waking up and Jimena and Mike is all smiles because he got laid last night. (sighs) He's very excited about it and tells Jimena that she was a tiger in bed. But her best comeback is that, I don't know, you were like an owl because you just like looked at me the whole time. Ew. (laughs) I know. So weird. Um, So I don't even know while you're doing it. I don't don't know how this works. Anyway, she admits to the camera that it was basically a play to get him to stay. So later on that day, Mike puts on a weird sequin skull shirt so they can go to their, their first real date of his trip. They go to the Abu Dhabi restaurant and talk about kind of things. Well... If things you mean saying, like, how are things, normal, and then giving thumbs up to each other. Mike has some something they can talk about, though. What about the wedding? He's okay with just a simple wedding, but Jimena has a rule for the wedding, no matter what it is. He can't bring his gossipy friend, meaning Nelsie. She tells him uh, that he needs to grow up and not tell his problems to his friends. Or as she puts it, probably better in the interview, he needs to not just do what the last person that talked to him says. So she adds another thing. No more sleeping together until the wedding, you know, because the kids sleep with me. And that's the only reason. So he feels like this is five step backwards. And now he's thinking about how maybe he should have just cut her off. All right. So, man, there was 
a lot going on here. Um, is it how does Mike not know why she slept with him? I don't know how he is he that dense. Yes, he is that dense. I mean, what man wears a sequin shirt like that and thinks that's cool, you know? Like, this is the kind Tom, of person Tom you're dealing who? with Remember right Tom? now. Tom? Tom wears oh, sequin God. <laughs> Okay, so speaking of people who have no self-awareness, um, just, I, he is so, like, desperate for someone to love him. And to him... He equates, like, sex with, oh, this person actually cares about me. But also, he's just trying to get some. Yeah, he just wants some. He just, like, yeah, likes it. And wants to watch her the whole time they're doing it somehow. I don't – I feel like that's not very good technique. I, I don't think you're – I don't know. I'm very Plus, confused by the physics we've seen how he stares. Like, oh, it's yeah. so unattractive. Yeah, just, oh, my God. Oh, I definitely don't want to think about the faces he makes. Oh, my oh God. God, no. <laughs> so I just, it's interesting to me because I thought she was willing to just let him go. And it just made me wonder, like, what changed her mind in such a short amount of time? She was kind of like, okay, go, bye, you know? And then all of a sudden he's just like, well, I don't know. And then she's like, well, you should stay then. And it's like, how did you go from bye to, oh, yeah, like, I guess hang around. You should stay a couple more weeks, you know? How did that even happen? Right. I I don't know. I, but it, it – You'd, you'd think he would at least wonder, like, when she started being nice again, right? Soon, as soon as the threat of the money getting cut off came up, she was like, well, actually, hey, maybe you should stay and stay around here, right? And I don't like that your friends are telling you what to do. And then she got a lot more affectionate. And it's like, you'd think, you'd be like, wait a second. As soon as the money came up, that's He's when dumb. you turned on the charm again. He's so dumb. And then it's like, when she came up with like, oh, no sex until marriage, I was kind of like, on the one hand, I was like, good for her because she doesn't want to have sex with him, you know? Okay, but what's she going to do after they're married then? Like, Not have she's sex gonna, with him? She's still not going to do So why is she lying to him and saying no sex until marriage until just saying, listen, you can marry me, but we're not sleeping together? <laughs> that, yeah, that I'm very grossed that. out by you, but I don't mind this uh, whatever partnership we have. I mean, yeah, <laughs> right. in the ideal world, that's what really should be happening. But I don't know. It just it makes me feel bad for her. And I know that seems kind of weird because it's like, you know, it's like she's the one using him for money. But it's just like this. To me, it's almost like forced prostitution. You know, yeah. like she's pretty much giving her body for money because she's in a situation where she feels she has to. And to me, that's what makes me feel sad for her in this situation. Yeah. I mean, and that kind of brings us to I don't know if you saw anything that was going on social media wise with her this week. No. But, and Mike, too. Mike had some old mess, old Instagrams, old Facebook posts that came up that were mm, not Alina level bad, but pretty bad oh. in terms of, you know, making, you know, racist, racist jokes and stuff like that. Right. Um, Who is he being racist towards? I don't know. Like basically everybody. Oh god. Everybody okay. like like I don't know. It's 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 kind of like, you know, those I can't remember what any of them were, but they weren't I mean it wasn't like Alina dropping N bombs and stuff like right, that, but right. it was like hints at have you ever noticed that in the ghetto there are no banks? What's up with that? Oh, like things like that, That's right? It's just stupid. It was stupid, very stupid, very yeah. 
not even I wouldn't say funny racist jokes because they're not really funny racist jokes, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Not even like clever, like not even like two steps away. But anyway, yeah, that doesn't even make any sense. Okay, whatever, Mike. Yeah, whatever, Mike. But the other thing that came up was, you know how Jimena said, oh, well, I quit my job when we started paying for the stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, she kind of explained that her job was camming and he was a he, that's why she quit his, her job because he was like, I want you to stop camming for other people oh. and I'll pay for your stuff, which makes the whole I need a boob job for my career thing make a lot more sense. Yeah, that definitely puts things more in context. Is that how he met her? Is yes. cam growing? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, yeah. That's at least this her is, claim. That's her claim. Yeah, this is definitely making more sense. And then he shouldn't be surprised by any of this. Yeah. Uh-huh. He definitely just, he he fell in love with the stripper, man. Like, yeah. Mm, okay. Uh, he's going to be on Single Life. That's the rumor right now. And it's just like, oh. I don't want to yeah. see this man anymore. No, but this is that's the that's their that's the single life fodder, right? Is like awkward right, guy, gross guy. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. <sighs> All the cringiest people are on it, like Jesse. Cringiest guys, overly sexual women, like boom, boom, boom. There we go. We got it, right? Oh god. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of oversexual women. Let's talk Kim and Usman. Kim is confused whether or not to continue with her relationship, so she calls her friend Vanessa for advice. She feels like this is all a game, and Vanessa questions how important Zara was to Usman that he made a music video of his song for her. Vanessa tells Kim she doesn't need to be chasing after no Nigerian rapper singer. Kim is still upset, but she feels like they can't just go back. Kim wants a grand gesture from Usman to prove that she is the one. Kim says she is in love with Usman and she wants to see the same from him. Later, they meet at the pool to talk. Usman's trying to be calm because he does want it to work out. Usman tries to tell her how good she looks. Kim says that she feels this whole trip has been just deceptive because she had no idea about the music video being about an ex and she thought that they were together and they really should be so much further along in their relationship at this point. Kim asks to see his necklace. And she makes this big speech and a big deal about the great length she went to get him the Soja Boy necklace made for his birthday. She asks him how much thought did he put into her and this trip. And he says, none. None. (laughs) Yeah, none. Why would I? Kim says she feels like the relationship is one-sided and she wants him to do something big and prove that she is the one. Usman laughs at her and says, this is funny, which pisses Kim off and she throws a cup of water in his face. This was a trigger for Kim because her ex-husband would tell her it's funny when she got mad when she confronted him about his cheating. Usman walks after her just to argue. Kim says he's not in love with her and she tells him he needs to prove to her. Kim says if he doesn't do something, she is on the first flight out tonight. He tells her, safe flight, and walks out. (laughs) Usman thinks she's acting totally different, so he's not feeling the relationship anymore. He compares her to his ex-wife, and he's just over it. Kim says she's just so angry after the safe flight comment. She says she'll never date again because this time it's going to be so hard to extract him from her life considering how much they talk. All right, so do you really think that this is 
Kim's last chance at love? No, it's not her last chance at love. It's never anybody's last chance at love. Well, she Ugh. certainly seems to think so. I know she does, but I mean, it just, this just seemed like the whole time along was a totally mismatched relationship. Like yeah. what they thought it was, right? Right. He was like, because like, that's what he said. When he said he put no effort into this trip because he was like, yeah, I came here to film a music video. And you're like, I think I'll come too. And you're like, all right, okay. And she showed up and was like, aren't I not your girlfriend? Am I not your girlfriend? Am I your girlfriend now? And like, so he was like, I guess, I don't know. This is a lot. Like, and so it just definitely seems the whole time they thought they had two completely different relationships. Right. But hers is, yeah. I, I don't think she'll never find love again because she seems to fall into love pretty easily. Yes. Since he is giving her nothing back and she was like, I'm completely in love with him. Oh, right. my God. Yeah. And that's how I kind of see it, too. It's like the people that always, you know, make this thing like so tragic. They're always the the reason why they make it so tragic is because they fell really hard for someone really easily. And that's the thing right. is like she's going to fall for someone else super easily, too. Yeah. Yeah, they, they it is. People, I guess, pe- different people fall easier than other people. But yeah, that's definitely it. I don't. I think she says she thinks a lot of things are love that aren't, and which is also weird because they're old. And like you think the old people would be like, no, I'm just horny for him. This isn't like me falling co- completely in love. It's just like a God. different feeling. I mean, she was though. She was, and she did not seem to be able to differentiate those two things. Oh, no, she definitely didn't. But I wonder if now she got some that she was able to think more clearly, I guess. Uh Uh-huh. Maybe it wasn't as good as they both made it out to be. Well, yeah, I'm sure it wasn't. The African-style dumb, stupid. (laughs) But no, and the thing that bothers me about her is she's just like gamifying the entire thing. Like when Jay, when they slept together, I won, I won. I win. And now this time she's like, I lost. And even when it wasn't, she was like, I feel like a relationship. Like she's trying to level up their relationship. Like it's a freaking Pokemon. Like our Pokemon, our relationship should be on um, our level thing. And there needs to be an evolution. And we haven't evolved it yet. How are we going to go to the next gym? Like she's talking (sighs) about everything. Like it's a game. Yeah. It's going to be disappointing too. Because I don't think everything is so linear like that, you know? It's not. It's not. You can't think of there's certain milestones that every relationship has to hit in order to like exactly what she said. She literally was like level up. We need to level yeah. up. We should have made a farther progression. We've been here. We've only had a week and I expected to make it through level seven this week. It's like that's not how relationships work. Yeah, definitely. Oh, goodness. Well, just throw it on the pile of another couple that Again, should be together. We're six for six of couples yeah. that should not be together. Right. Okay, so we saw all the couples we have to see. So, uh, who was your student of the week? Oh, I, I, I went with Mahogany's dad. Just like, okay. I like that he showed up. That's the right move. This weird, creepy guy took you to this yeah. hotel in the middle of the desert. I'm going to keep an eye on that. Like, and then, be like, just his face when he was like, he wants to talk to you in private. And he was like, what the- What's this dude going to say? Okay. Fine. I'll talk to him. (laughs) Yeah. Actually, it was hard to come up with a student of the week this week. And actually, just because of the way that she communicated, how it's so different than before, I went with Jasmine. 
It's like okay. she didn't do anything wrong. She's trying to communicate in a calm manner. And I think it's sad that the reason why she's calm is because she's just defeated, you know? Yeah. It's like, but at the same time, she's at least calmly, like, communicating everything. Right, right, right. All right, dunces. Yeah. I went with Ella. I did too. Yeah, she just, I mean, she, I mean, obviously, anytime is like, yeah, I just cheated. I cheated on you. Like, yeah, but she wasn't going to tell him. At least that's what I think. So, yeah, that was my, that was my gathering too, is she wouldn't have told him unless he had that right answer. And then, like, I don't know. And I don't like, it really makes me mad. When somebody does something that's objectively wrong yeah. and is then like, I feel so bad that I upset them. It's like, no, 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 no. You don't get to feel bad. Shut right. up. No. He yeah. gets to feel bad. You get to feel guilty. You don't get to sit there and cry and be the sad one. No. Yeah. No. You yeah. did wrong. Yeah. Not a good look for you, girl. All right. Uh, what about your life lesson? Um, um, don't. It, there are no circumstances where a lawyer is going to be able to give you what you want in two days. Oh, gosh. I know, right? <laughs> like, could you imagine calling a lawyer and be like, uh, I have this criminal thing coming up. Like, when's your arraignment? And you're like, two days from now, they're going to be like, yeah, I can't help you. Like, every <laughs> single lawyer, if you say you need something in two days, is going to be like, yeah, I can't help you. Especially because it's not the first time a prenup has come up in the history of the show. Yeah, right? I know, right? And it's the same deal. It's always the same thing. What? They have to have a lawyer look at it with them? What? They can't sign it under duress? Huh? It wouldn't be enforceable? Like, we all, like, I feel like one thing you should have gathered from this show is that visas take a long time and, like, prenups have certain requirements to them. <laughs> like, it's come yeah. up enough times. Yeah, definitely. Okay, uh, my life lesson is kind of towards... Humana, but at the same time, I don't know if she would really take this to heart, but I just don't think you should put yourself in a position where you feel obligated to have sex with someone, especially when it's pretty clear you don't want to. Yeah. I think there's a difference between not being in the mood and then simply not wanting to ever be with that person. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it, yes, because if you're not in the mood, yeah, that that's okay. Because it's like the understanding is we'll do it again soon. Like yeah. this, I'm turning you down tonight, but soon your time will come, right? Right. But this is not soon your time will come. This no. is like, I will begrudgingly do this every once in a while and please don't take too long. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oof. Yeah. All right. So, um, yeah, interesting, interesting week. Uh, we'll be back again next week. Uh, do we know? You said yes, you saw a trailer. Yes, we do. I saw it. It's April, I think it's next one month is um, OG starts with, um, I think it. they put out the couples. It's on like People or something. Mm -hmm. There's like, I think it's six new couples plus Ari and Binium coming back. Okay. But it's uh, it's OG. So, which is good, which is good. I'm excited for that because I didn't want to happily ever after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we have about two or three probably more episodes before a, a likely two-part tell-all. Yeah, I'd say so. Okay. So we'll be back next week then. All right. See okay, everybody then. Okay, until then. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Bye.